Hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Uh, doing a, another solo episode today um, because there was some, actually some pretty cool stuff I want to talk about. Um, I heard uh, one of my favorite modern writers um, with DC Comics is going to be starting something soon that I'll be talking about later on. Um, and I was like, you know what? I've read a lot of his stuff in the last few years, so uh, let's talk about it, you know? Um, the writer that I am talking about is named Philip Kennedy Johnson. He is, hold on, I got a burp. Little burp, little burp. Um, yeah, he's a writer with DC Comics. Um, the first series I was exposed to um, that he wrote, I just picked up on a whim because the covers looked badass and heavy metal. And it was a series called The Last God, book one of the Felspire Chronicles. And, uh, yes, it started, uh, 2019, I believe is when it started under the black label, but it was a comic book and they did a variant for issue one. And that was the only one they did a variant for. It was a 12 issue limited series, but it did have a couple of tie in issues. Um, one of them was done by, so it was, uh, yeah, songs of the lost, uh, children. And that one was written by, where is Dan Waters? And it was actually really good. Um, usually a lot of these tie-ins kind of don't have anything to do with the story. Um, or they have too much to do with the story, if it makes sense. Like, it's like, hey, you know, if this was part of if it was so much to do with the main storyline, why is it its own little one-shot? Uh, but it was a cool little, like, background issue. Um, the other tie-in they did was actually, uh was it tales from the book of ages so what if i if i remember correctly this one was a source book yeah it was a five five e compatible source book which is pretty freaking dope if you're playing dungeons and dragons you can bring in some of the uh D st- or some of the last god or Fellspire chronicle stuff into your uh, D campaign which i thought was dope um but yeah i'll, I'll uh check the or i'll read the synopsis real quick because I, I feel like it's pretty cool um let me see where is the synopsis because it, it sounds pretty badass pretty heavy metal um dc here it is so uh la- the last god tells the story of two fellowships of heroes struggling with the same threat 30 years apart one group will doom their world the other must save it 30 years ago a band of heroes traveled beyond the border of creation and killed the last living god, saving the realm of Kainanun, I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right, uh, from an apocalyptic army of the undead. The legendary companions became the rulers of their world and ushered in a new era of peace and prosperity, but it did not last. Now the foul legions of the last god march once more, laying waste to all of Kainanun and revealing that the aging fellowship may not be the great heroes they claim to be. With the world burning down around them, a new group of unlikely champions must band together and accomplish what no others have done. Kill the last god once and for all. So there, there's a lot that is said in the uh, in the synopsis. Um, when I'm explaining this title to customers or regulars at the shop, kind of what it's like, I tell them it's a lot like um, take uh, Lord of the Rings, because it's very Lord of the Rings-esque. Uh, take Lord of the Rings and mix it with D&D and a little bit of uh, Eldritch Horror type stuff. You know, you got your crazy other Romely gods. Um, but it, it's it's really freaking cool. 
the uh, reason why it's a lot like Lord of the Rings, obviously, is fantasy, right? You got your sword and your sorcery and all that. Um, but you almost have like a very similar to how it was with the Fellowship of the Rings and then the uh, the uh, the Hobbit, where you know it, they're they're far apart, like thirty about thirty years actually. You know they're they're, they're good they're a good uh time apart, and then stuff that happened in the original series affects stuff that's going on in the uh, in the Fellowship era. The crazy thing though is in this series, it, every issue they're bouncing back and forth between what's going on. So it'll have probably like, uh, oh, man, all this crazy stuff's happening. It's all fucked up. And then it'll go back 30 years and show you like why they fucked it up or what they did that affects the current time. It's cool because uh, there's some, there's overlap with some of the Fellowship characters like um, in the original Fellowship when they went to go uh, kill the gods. Um, there was, a like this barbarian guy who ended up being the king in the current time, you know, in the beginning of the story. Um, there was the queen, but she wasn't the queen at the time. They weren't married or anything. There was a sorceress in the earlier, the earlier fellowship, you know, 30 years ago, um, who basically made a clone of herself or something like that. I'm not sure exactly how to explain it, but she basically... Uh, cloned herself, uh, a younger version of her, and that's who's following around, you know, or who's who's joining the more current um, fellowship to kill the last god. Um, and then you have um, one of the elf. They have a weird name for them, but they're basically elves. You know, one of the elves is the same same from both eras, kind of like Legolas. You know, Legolas is in, in back in the old story and the new one. Um, and then uh, the one that there is no uh, previous version of, really. Um, but there is, is the main, one of the main characters, the warrior from the current time. Um, I believe it was, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember because it'll have a little logo on what they call them different ages, right? So there's the age of Tyrgolad, which is a more recent one. And I think the old one was age of Ovalgard. I, I can't remember off the top of my head or not, but I'll probably be saying that. Um, but in the age of Tyrgolad, the, the more, you know, uh, later, um, era there's the this warrior who basically the story starts off him uh winning his freedom you know in these like gladiator style fights and as soon as he takes his uh his helmet off um the queen sees his ears notices his ears his earlobes and stuff and um and sends him back to the fighting pits basically be like oh no 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 you got to go do it all over again um, which kind of like, he's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what the hell? That's not fair. And then you go on to find out that that's actually the, uh, the King's son. And, uh, the King tries to kill him. Cause there was like this prophecy that when the original fellowship killed the last God, when he killed the, uh, let me see if I can find his name. So the main antagonist is Mole Ultep. So when they, when they kill, uh, well, Tep in the flashbacks, he told him that, you know, your own offspring will kill you and, you know, and I'll, I'll you know, I'll, or you'll be the, you'll be the, the killer or whatever. You'll, you'll, you'll turn into the killer when you, and you'll try to kill your offspring or whatnot, um, which is kind of foreshadowing that he, he basically, he poisoned or corrupted the king. Uh, his name was, um, King Tear, so Tear, um, when he kills him, he corrupted him, and uh, it was basically, you know, inside of him the whole time, and it finally just kind of erupted out, and it starts taking over, and, and, oh, man, it's so cool. The reason I say it's so eldritch is very much like these crazy, like, black spikes go everywhere, and they start 
pretty much taking over all all these um anything alive it kills it and takes it over so it instantly turns to like undead monsters um so yeah they, they the queen cyanth is her name cyanth cyanth I, I, I don't know how to pronounce that um so yeah there's a valko vake vake Aimun and Kono, and I think Kono is the main, or is it Evendir? Evendir, I believe, is the the main antagonist or protagonist right now. Um, and then the yeah, the the other ones are some of those little elf people. I forget what they're called though. Um, yeah, the original the original fellowship they were called the Godslayers. There was Hakon the Shamed, um, Jorun, and Skull. Um, and then yeah, I believe Hakon was the uh, Hakon the Shamed. They described it in the story that at the last minute before they were going to kill the gods, he betrayed them and fought them, you know, and and tried to stop them. Um, which you later on go to find out, because again, there's stuff that happens in the original uh, Fellowship, and you know, thirty years ago in the Age of Ovalgard, that uh, affect the the Fellowship, you know, the the God Slayers of this era, which are you know the, in the Age of Tyrolad. And uh, you you later on find out that what had happened because this guy, um, Hakon the Shamed, he uh, if I remember correctly, he had like these little fae around him. You know, these little spirits talked to him and gave him his strength. And um, the Fellowship, the God Slayers, are when they get closer to killing uh, Molotep, they find that um those little fae like fairy things, those angel things, whatever they are, they're keeping the gate open. Um, between the like negative world or whatever you know the 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 negative um universe or whatever it is, um the abyss. Uh, here I think yeah they have uh, locations. So uh yeah a bit, that's what it's called abyssal realm. Um and it's just mentioned. Um and then yeah there's a guild Elridge, elven nations. So they're called elven. Um that's what the elves are. Uh Tirgolad. That's the um. Yeah, Riverlands. Or is it the River River River? Ugh, is it the Riverlands where um, the elves are at? I forget exactly. Um, and then there's Felspire, and that's where the Black Stairs are. So Felspire is like there's literally these giant black stairs to nothing. Like they they keep going up and up forever into the abyssal abyssal realm, um, where uh, where Molotep is. Um, so what they start doing is they start killing these little spirits, these little angels, and uh, to shut down the uh, the portals. And uh, when when they start doing that, he kind of turns on them, and then he, he you find later that he survived and he got away, uh, barely survived. Um, but yeah, it really again, it's a really cool series. Um, so much out there too, like in the sense of, of world building, like you can do, you can do like a whole series, a whole Tolkien-esque series on what's, uh, what's going on in, in this universe. Cause again, this is just one story that happened just like the Lord of the Rings. There's so much more they can do. Um, you can flesh out more stuff. You can do more in the past, more in the future, more in the present. Um, so I, I'd definitely be interested to see him do, uh, more in this universe, um, but what happens, the reason why Moltep is, is evil or whatever, he, um, and there was the, they, they go into the history of the universe and initially, um, 
I believe it was Mole Tep, or or it might have been somebody else. Um, let me see if there's any history on this guy. No, they don't even have it. So there was I forget the names. I'd have to relook up the uh, or reread the books, and I'm just not gonna do that right now. I don't have time. Um, but initially there was nothing that in the universe, there was nothing. It was an abyss. There was nothing, no life, no, nothing, no, there was nothing besides nothing. And then all of a sudden there was a, you know, there was something and it was a, a God, a God of light and, uh, of creation. And what it did is it started having children, you know? Uh, so initially, you know, the, I, I believe it was Molotip or it might've been the, 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 abyss god or whatever you know um because what happens is at one point the the being that lived in nothing who was you know the ruler of everything of, of of nothing actually you know who, who it was the only being when when the other god came into being you know the god of light and life or whatever it was like what the fuck is that doing here uh, i mean i guess it's fine it just needs to stay away from me well then it starts making more it starts making children it has different different um different children that are different gods of their own and then he's like whoa what the fuck man you're bringing all of that stuff into my nothing pretty much you know so uh the more that it made the less that nothing was he kept losing more and more territory more and more like of itself so what it did is um it made another nothing made a god of itself it was like a dark god uh, a dark child thing and uh it it went into their realm where they were um, from the abyss and basically, you know, it, it got taken in by these gods, you know, like family, and it slowly just started killing all of them. And that's what it was doing is it was going through and just kind of getting rid of all of them. And I can't remember if Moltep is the creation or the creator, but it is one of those two. And that's where, you know, they start having problems and they start uh, it, all the humans and all the different like races are descendants of these gods that no longer exist um and it's just it's a really cool series um in the universe like there's magic and magic is done through um songs you sing songs to do these quick little you know uh magic spells or whatever there's a whole like eldritch like uh wizard um academy um just really really cool stuff there's giant monsters and stuff too like it's just is the series is done so well and um I'm definitely looking forward to more of it. Um there's been a lot of back and forth on whether or not he's gonna do a second book because it says book one of the Felspire Chronicles, but it's also been, you know, a couple years since the last issue came out. Um but yeah, that that's one series that uh that uh Phil Kennedy Johnson worked on that I, that introduced me to him at least. Yeah, the series started uh December twenty nineteen. And uh, I know I've gotten a few uh, a few friends into it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but another thing that I've been enjoying from him recently is uh, he's currently doing the action comics run. So there was, you know, the Dark Ages of uh, the Bendis era of Superman because he was had taken over Superman in action comics, and it just it did not get better. Like it was just, just, it was bad to begin with. It kept getting worse and it just, there was no hope for it. And the, the bummer about it too is, uh, before he took over both of the titles, you had Dan Jurgens on action comics. Then you had, uh, Peter Tomasi and, uh, Pat Gleason writing for uh, Superman and they were doing such a good job. Um, and both of the series were good. Uh, the, the problem when you have one guy writing 
both the series for a character is if it sucks, it's all going to suck for the most part. So let's just say, you know, during the Rebirth era when Tomasi and Gleason were on Superman and you had Jurgens on, on Action Comics, um, let's just say Jurgens was just having an off few issues. You can just be like, all right, let me read Superman in the meantime while this gets better. You can't do that when the same guy's writing, you know, same level of trash for both series. So uh, in the last year or so, they've been doing, uh, we had Philip Kennedy Johnson writing for what was Superman, ended that run of Superman, um, and started doing action comics. And then uh, and you had uh, Tom Taylor doing Superman, uh, Son of Kal-El, which was centered around John uh, John Kent. Um, and yeah, his action comics run was really, really good. What had happened in that run is um, you had uh, Superman finding out that there uh, there was another uh cell cell or offshoot of kryptonians called the uh Phalosians, who um mongol had enslaved to fight on his uh war world and uh he what he wanted to do what mongol wanted to do the mongol who is because you start seeing that a lot in the series is he brings in so what's cool is the artist that um uh philip kennedy johnson had on uh last god his name's ricardo federici and he is the one who is currently doing the artwork in um in this series two action comics so you see this very painterly style superman and you know uh mongo and whatnot but you see a lot of like the mongo who is and that's the current mongo and there's the mongo who was and that's the mongo that the mongo who is killed right you know and the mongo was and this mongo is um i know it sounds very weird and like you know brutish but that that's kind of the world it's in right now it's very a uh, uh, very much a conan-esque you know uh hyboria very um very uh john carter of mars like you know just tribal barbaric type of stuff um and you get to see that so uh the mongo who is he's trying to lure superman to fight him and superman knows this and he knows the justice or the just league won't help him there's stuff going on at the time so they kind of had to write it as to why they wouldn't help him and uh, after the Phalosians basically get sent to Earth, you know, it's basically it was Mongol showing him like, hey, I got more Kryptonians back here. Um, he helps them like he stops them, saves them, uh, puts them in stasis, basically. And he goes to. Um, um, he goes back to or he goes to Warworld to free them with um, they're called the authority, but it was basically, you know, a group of kind of side characters you had manchester black and uh steel's daughter i forget what her name was i think it was like natasha irons um and they go to try to free them and they lose they lose right away and i think two people die like right away in um of the of the authority um i forgot who it was it was two people who died like right away and uh superman is defeated he's chained up and he's forced to fight and it's such a cool idea too. Again, it's very just very cool barbarian shit. He has um, uh, it, it's all about steel and chains and whatnot. So you start off and you have one link in your cuffs, and as you win matches in these gladiator pits, you gain another chain link. So you know the more you win, the wider your reach goes. And then once you gain so many chain links, you start wrapping them around your arms, so they're making your arms heavier, so they're making you stronger. So again, through victory, you become stronger, you gain more freedom. And meanwhile, as you defeat people, you lose a chain, lose a chain, lose a chain link um, until you have less mobility. Um, so again, it's, it's a really cool thing. You start seeing some of these people just get really into it. There's some some of the uh, the authority who ha is forced to fight as well, and they're like, "Fuck it, let's just kill these motherfuckers, dude!" Like, 
and Superman's they call him uh, I forget what their alien name is, but it's called the Unblooded because he won't kill anyone. He's he only uses a sword to you know like fight and whatnot, be defensive about it. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to show these people that there's a way. There's a way of not being. It's it's like the War Zoon way. That's the race, I guess, that a uh, Mongol is the War Zoon. So he's showing them, like, you know, trying to inspire these people because it's not enough that he just saves them. For one, he can't. You know, the the planets ran or or um, powered by red suns. There's red sun generators, so just took away all the Superman's powers. So one, he doesn't have the strength, and two, it's just not enough that he beats these guys and frees them like he needs to show them the way show them the right way too because if he just frees them they're just going to fall back to the way that they are and it's him basically trying to instill hope into these uh into these people you know the whole thing with superman is that it's hope um because you have uh what's his name midnight or he's rolling around because he, he he's running uh through the this whole planet trying to free his uh his boyfriend uh, apollo his lover midnight or apollo yeah Mi- uh, apollo who's kind of like superman um just a little different and uh again it's, it's such a really cool idea it's done really well um i'm only a few issues behind until i'm done with it and then he's gonna they're, they're working on bringing superman back kal um they're working on bringing him back to earth so i'm excited about that i'm really looking forward to it um because i think they just wrapped up the whole world world stuff and they're bringing them back um which again is, is, is such a great series i'm really excited to see him coming back um and then the to wrap it up, this is not gonna be a long episode just because me by myself and I'm I'm kind of talking nonstop. But um, Philip Kennedy Johnson, after you know, he's gonna bring Superman back, and I think he's gonna be writing one. I'm not too sure actually because they're doing Superman or Adventures of Superman. Jonathan Kent or yeah, John Kent, and I think Tom Taylor is writing that. He might be. I'd have to look it up. He might be still doing action comics for the foreseeable future. Uh, but another thing that he's going to be doing in the in, in the near future is he's another one of my favorite characters that just like Superman got kind of fucked over by bad writing was um, uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern is one of my favorite superheroes. I read him for about 10 to 12 years before I uh, before I stopped, before I was like, nah, enough is enough. It was 10 years. I had been reading new issues of Superman on the shelf since Jeff Johns was writing. You know, it was right after Brightest Day. Um, I basically caught up with that. They did the War of the Green Lanterns, freaking awesome. And then uh, they did uh, Flashpoint, New 52. I read through all the way through New 52. I read all of Rebirth. I read all of Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. I read all of Green Lanterns. Um, it was all great. It was all great. It did such a killer job with all of it. Um even his worst stuff was enough. It was better than a lot of other series. It was enough to keep me going back and reading it and buying new issue month after month, week after week. And uh, they had Grant Morrison announced to take over after uh, Robert Venditti. And when they announced that, I knew like, oh man, this is going to be either really good or really bad because there's no in between. I found with the Grant Morrison stuff because I love him. I, I'm a big fan, but I also. I'm a realist. I know that it can be either really good or really bad. And uh, unfortunately, his take on Green Lantern was just a miss for me. And I read the first 12 issues just hoping like, all right, maybe it'll get better. If it doesn't get better, it was um, it was uh, only got, supposed to go on for 12 issues. So I was like, all right, I can put up with a year's worth of bad Green Lantern if we get a new guy after it. You know, we gave it a shot. We tried it out. Well, 12 issues come and go, and then they do a three-issue miniseries called uh, Green Lantern Black Stars. 
and it was by Grant Morrison, and it was three issues. And I'm like, well, this was trash, but you know, he should be done after this. And then no, they announced season two, and that was that was it for me. I dropped Green Lantern. I didn't read it for a whole year until it was done, and uh, it was it was kind of a sad because again, it was the first time in, in ten years that I wasn't reading new Green Lantern books, like the first time in ten years. Um, I just I couldn't believe it. Like I really couldn't. Like how how can it be so bad? And then uh, they had this writer after Morrison was done. They had this writer Jeffrey Thorne um, take over Green Lantern again. And it was very much John Stewart centric. He clearly he he came out and said it. I don't like Hal Jordan. I think he's boring. So what did he do? He didn't have Hal Jordan in any of the stories. You know, the only time he got brought in um, was when Venditti would bring him in for like a special or something like that. But yeah, man, like it just it. I wouldn't mind if that he didn't have Hal Jordan in the story because it's my favorite Green Lantern. You know, I like all of them, but Hal Jordan is definitely my favorite. That's who I kind of grew up with in the sense of uh, reading comics. Um, but even the one that he really liked, John Stewart, he didn't do anything with them. He was doing this weird, like, oh, he's a sleeping god. He's ascending to being a new guardian. And I'm like, this is just, it It, it doesn't, it's not interesting. It's not written well. So I just, I, I still have them and I'll, I'll wrap them up eventually because the realities are a lot better than Morris and stuff, but it just wasn't interesting enough to keep me going. And with the announcement that Philip Kennedy Johnson is going to be doing a Green Lantern, John Stewart, or John Stewart series. Um, parallel with the uh, Green Lantern uh, Hal Jordan series from another writer. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll read that. I'll read both of them. I'll read Hal Jordan and I'll read uh, uh, John Stewart because for me it's all about the writers. When you have a good writer on the series, you're going to get a good story, or at least I hope so. And Philip Kennedy Johnson's track record has proven that you know he knows what's up. He knows how to write a good story. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Um, I, I definitely think he can do a good job. I'm wondering if he's going to make it because with his action comics run, um, he kind of brought in some fantasy stuff to it, like a fantasy aspect to the character. Again, you have like a very Conan style series, a little bit of sorcery with a, but it's, it's you know, space magic, whatever. Um, but you also have the sci-fi stuff. So I'm wondering if he's going to do a lot, if he's going to do that or if he's going to go back to like your traditional, like, you know, in space Green Lantern. I mean, the possibilities are endless with this writer and with this character, too. John Stewart is an interesting character. I mean, he can be boring. He doesn't do a lot of super interesting stuff. But there is some depth to it. Like, there's some depth to the character. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, what he's going to do with this run. Um, I'm hoping... Man, I mean... So we got one that's called John Stewart, one that's called Hal Jordan. That really doesn't leave any space unless they're going to be in these series for the other ones. And the cool thing about Green Lantern is there's just... Uh, a whole cast of cool characters that can be support. And I'm wondering if they're going to have that. The thing with Jon Stewart that they've shown in the past, both Jeff Johns and uh, Robert Venditti and Tomasi, um, is that um, Jon Stewart is a leader. He's a born leader. Uh, Venditti's did it in the J in Justice League as well. Like He challenged Batman to lead the Justice League. And, you know, Batman thinks he's better than everyone, but it's also like, dude, what are you... What are you a leader of your little sycophant, like weird kidnap family that you've made? Like John Stewart was in the military. He leads a space force of of cops, of interstellar cops, like a whole shit ton of them. So it's like, how is he not a leader as well? How does Batman just automatically assume that he's going to be the leader of this team? So I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to do more of that where they're going to be showing John Stewart um, pretty much being 
the the leader out in space of the Green Lanterns, or is he gonna have to, you know, kind of step aside and let somebody else take the lead while he kind of figures out what he wants to do? Or I'm not too sure. Again, the possibilities are kind of endless at the moment. Um, if you guys think uh, or have any cool ideas or or n- any thoughts on where the the story's gonna go with uh with John Stewart, you know, let me know. Share some of them because I'd definitely be interested in hearing it. Again, right now I'm I'm kind of like dumb on the first time in a while where I'm like I don't know where it's gonna go because I've kind of been away from it for a while. This is a new writer to a series that he hasn't written before, as far as I know. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I'm 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 happy to have a, a writer that I'm very fond of. Um, working on characters that I really care about. Um, especially when again I just need a reason to buy Green Lantern. The whole time while Morrison was going on, the only thing I can read was Far Sector, and it was great. Uh, but it didn't have your, you know, the whole thing with Far Sector is one Green Lantern far away from all the rest of them. I'm like, yeah, where's where's the rest of these guys? Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm going to leave it right there. Um, if you guys have any questions about any of the books that I've read um, or anything going on with the podcast, I mean, you guys always know, hit me up uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, you know, uh, Discord server, uh, Weaving Words Podcast. Um, we got Weaving Words Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email be a little bit more direct um if you guys have any recommendations on any series we should read should, you know let us know anything we should look into uh if you guys have any requests or guests that you'd like to see come back let me know um but yeah other than that thank you for giving me a listen um yeah until then have a good one guys adios goodbye